Find someone who loves you the way Kenny loves driving tonight on the Fraudcast. So I had a thought, you guys, when I was watching Uh-oh. the uh, the uh, latest episode of, of Happily Ever After. And right. Okay. Right. So you know how, how Michael and Angela find that rat in in his apartment and it's like mm-hmm. dead and dead and shit. Can you, I mm-hmm. just I just imagine like the the, the drowned rat in uh, in roses. In, yeah, in Rose's house, <laughs> watching the episode, saying, "Oh, why, Lord? Why, why can't you just take me swiftly like that? Why must, why must I sub- subsist?" As, Do you think as, it's a ninety-day prop? <laughs> have we, have we, con- have we compared the rats to see if they have any similarities? Well, that <laughs> it's would, just that, a fake rat they're putting everywhere. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's, just like, a it's like their version rodent. of Flat Stanley. <laughs> The producers are trolling us. Like every producer's like, okay, we're all each going to take a fake rat to our scene, and mm-hmm. we're going to put it in to whatever we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> what, what gets what me more is like how it's such a spectacle. It's like, um, given the area, it's like being in some places in America, right? You expect roaches or alligators, or mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like ugh, this is this is a topic still. But you know, <laughs> I, I think it was the same rat. I think it's the prove me wrong thing. Yeah, I need well, I photo think, evidence. Well, if- <laughs> If if they were they were if they were if we accept the premise that they were separate rats, I bet that rat in Rose's house was really jealous of the Nigerian rat because it's dead and not wet and not and not drowned <laughs> by water. Not having to shower on, with Ed. Yeah, that had been on Ed's <laughs> he body. He was crawling out. Ed was actually taking <laughs> his shirt off, and he's like, oh, oh, "I will not <laughs> die here." <laughs> but it's speaking exactly of Angela, happened. like. Her reaction to that apartment was so, like, opposite of everybody else's American girl's reaction to where they were living when they moved. That's because Angela's been to Nigeria multiple times. She knows what's up, right? Right. Well, Ari allegedly has been to Ethiopia a couple times, and she's still all, oh, my God, this is terrible. Well, she she hasn't hasn't been been there pregnant. With her her mother. Right. She's there with new eyes and a second pair of eyes. That seems to be pretty judgmental, so... Yeah. Yeah. She's thinking like I'm not just there to fall on the bed. I'm there to have a baby now. <laughs> she already did her falling on the bed, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, hi you guys. Welcome to the Fraudcast. Um I am frauded by TLC, also known as Katrina. I am coming to you this week remotely from the beach. Sorry, not sorry. We're on vacation. And um, so you may hear Hello Life Mate opening a Lime Rita in the background. You may hear Baby Frauded playing on his laptop, and you may hear Baby Step Frauded asking for an iPad charger. I also don't know how stable my internet connection is, so the sound in my connection is, you know, kind of uh, unstable. But hopefully it's more stable than Ash and Avery's relationship. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Agency is also recording um, from the road. He's in a secret location on the road. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know where he is. Some secret bunker somewhere underground with a strong internet connection. I don't know what he's doing. It's At least the caviar is good. Whoa. <laughs> At least they told me it was caviar. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows it's a big it really problem was. when you're not sure what you're, you know. Yeah. Is it what you're eating? Is it that I mean, weird that, shit know. that they put on top of sushi, or is it actually legit? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, I will, hopefully I won't Blink. have um, intestinal parasites tomorrow. Blink <laughs> twice if you need help. <laughs> it's a podcast; they can't see. Well, there's the need, and blink three times if you want the help. <laughs> oh, okay. It's one of those trips. All right, and now we take you inside the episode. We got a little bit of low-level deception happening with Kenny and Armando. I know, I know, they're everybody's favorite couple. Don't Everyone's like, the illusion. Don't, don't, they're perfect. Don't, like, they're perfect. TLC, don't screw this up. This is very low-level. This is not a big deal. So, in episode three, there's a scene where Kenny is talking to um, his daughters about and his, and his other and his son about how. 
they they had this family dinner and how they said that you didn't really know Armando's age, like he had lied about Armando's age and um, that he's actually a lot younger than that. I think he said they they pretended he was like 36, 37 or something, but he's actually more like 30. Um, I call a little bit of bullshit on this, and this is why is so you go on a deep dive of the one of the case, okay, so one of the triplets. Her social media has a ton of pictures of multiple trips to Mexico with the family to celebrate. Well, I don't know if that was the purpose of the trip, but on the trip, they're celebrating Armando's birthday. And so I find it hard to believe that they if they're had this huge birthday celebration for Armando multiple times dating back 2017, 2018. I think there's even 2016 pictures in there. I find it hard to believe that they didn't know his actual age. Like you're going to have a birthday and celebrate your fake age. If it's just them, maybe, but I find it hard to believe that they would be in Mexico and there wouldn't be other people there that knew his real age. So I kind of call bullshit on that. It seems like a TLC thing. You know, let's pretend like your kids didn't know how old he is because that's really the only thing they can kind of make up about these guys. Right. You know, if that's what they're making up, if that's the the fraud that they're going to put out for this couple, I'm okay with that. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But it seems to me that the kids really did know what Armando's real age is. There's hashtags in a lot of these pictures where they refer to him as their stepfather. They could have been, it looks like they might have been engaged well prior to this. I don't have an exact date. But it also could be a situation where they refer to him as their stepfather, but they're not actually, you know, engaged or married or whatever. I mean, I know Hetero Life Mate and I sort of had a similar situation since we're not married. Um, although we we have planned a date. So <laughs> looks like we're actually going to get married um, one day. Anyway, so they could be calling him stepfather even without the official relationship because they've been together that long. But, I mean, you go back to 2016, 2017, 2018 pictures, and you've got hashtags talking about stepfather, and, and the, the captions are, I, you know, I love, I love Armando, he's so great, you know, my dad's boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. It seems to me they've all been very close over the last couple of years. So to not know his actual age, I think, is just TLC fraud. You could say it strains credulity. Sure. Yeah. It's, ex- it's acceptable fraud. Like, they have to make some kind of, oh, my God, moment with them. Because so far, right. it's just been too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> they have they have to have something, some kind of tension with the family. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell him his real age. You know, if that's what they're if that's the fraud that we're going to get with them, I'm OK with that because they're perfect. And, and we don't want anybody to shatter the illusion. That's right. Don't you don't you come for them. <laughs> we must protect those smiles, damn it. Every season needs a couple that you're rooting for. You need a sweet couple. Yes. Um, I need I don't to know last who... through the tell-all, too, though, because we have yeah. those couples in the past, and then the tell-all, they just flushed all that down the damn toilet. I don't think... Bef- did, did, did the last season of Before have a couple you were rooting for? I don't. I don't remember. I was, like... I was really rooting for Avery and Ash at first, and then they started, like, burning that down towards the end. Like, after mm. the seminar, it just spiraled down into a hot ball of fire. Yeah. yeah. And then the the real-life stuff, the way they were, it, yeah. I was yeah. just like, I'm almost over them. Yeah. You, uh. they, you started out wanting to root for Big Ed, and then, and then, he, then he opened his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he ruined his really early though. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all like, as on soon him. as he got there, it was like, yeah. I think oh. we liked him for one episode, and then yeah. it was, after that, it was like, oh, maybe not. Never mind. Nope. But so far, um, we have I, I have enjoyed this couple, so I'm rooting for them. Yeah, and a little bit for Angela and Michael too. Even through their it's hard, it's hard it's hard not to not to want them to succeed in some way, even though we know kind of the ending uh, of their of their story. So, so far, far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> okay, next up, we have some information on Devin and Jihoon's apartment. Uh, an enterprising member of our team was able to track down the Airbnb listing, and it is 
You're going to be shocked about this. Exactly like it was on the show. It could have been <laughs> freaking screen grabs. Um, even though Devin saying it wasn't like in the in the pictures, in those private pictures. Um, <laughs> I would I would strongly suggest Devin and, you know, XOXO, obviously lots of love from us, but maybe look at them next time. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, th- I think, we, Katrina, you have, that, you have the, the, the post on your on your IG page. I do. I do. If you want to check out the pictures of the Airbnb, they are posted on my Instagram page. So the real question is, can you rent it? If I went to Seoul tomorrow, could I rent this place and have like, oh, I've been in the place where Devin and Jihoon were. Oh, oh, oh my stars. I'm sure I, I'm sure you can. I'll send you the the link for the listing and you can uh, see if you can swing by South Korea in your your current travels. <laughs> we'll 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 see. Um, <laughs> although I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to the the the, the hood of, uh, of of Seoul, which is how they described it on the show. Yeah, is, I don't know if, is, if it was I, I know or there's not. bad parts everywhere, but I'm like, is there? But see, not in some places. Tokyo has no bad parts. There are parts that are poor, but not mm-hmm. dangerous. Right. Actually, the only parts of Tokyo that people consider dangerous are the ones where Americans hang out. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> so, like, for them, for them, for for Devin to be like, oh, I just want to go for a walk, but I can't go out in this bad neighborhood. It's like, no, yes, you can. I mean, the the apartment, like you said, it looks exactly like it is in the pictures. You know, you can you can Google Earth it. You can see what it looks like outside. Like it has a good description of where it is, how close it is to the subway. Good description of where it is. Like it's not. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe she could, maybe she didn't open the pictures all the way to see the good parts. And she only saw <laughs> the bad parts because she left them closed too much. Could be. Anyway. Anyways, you know, <laughs> let's give that poor apartment owner a bunch of business. Next time you're in Seoul, you book that room. Okay. Let's, they are a super host on Airbnb, which is not yeah. an easy title to attain. Let's keep, let's help them keep their status. All right. So third on our list, we do have a time frame for the happily ever after tell all recording. And so far sources say it's in August. That's I don't know if have. it's going to keep its same format. Are we going to get more leaks? Hopefully, yes. You get more yeah. Zoom leaks. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll have to see to see how this plays out. But um, <laughs> that's what we have on the on the tell all so far. So, well, I certainly hope they keep the the format from last time because it worked really well. I really and I liked hope they, it, actually. Yeah, and I hope they forget to close the loop again and, and stuff leaks out again. <laughs> I also hope they don't make the mistake of making it three episodes, because episode three sucked. Yeah, they actually, really stretched that out. I erased it from my mind. I, it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't exist. It was a two-part tell-all. That's it. So far on both Happily Ever After and on The Other Way... I don't know. I haven't seen much fireworks. I haven't seen much. I mean, like I'm interested, but I'm not. I haven't seen like the the big fireworks happening yet. We're not at the pivot point yet. Right now, we're still like getting to know them. They're just now seeing each other's houses, and so I think for some, like the drama is going to come when the baby and meeting parents for you know. Who knows? Yeah. Hopefully and then that's more. also when, like, the secondary and tertiary characters come out of the woodwork and start spilling tea and start coming out about all the kinds right. of we have bullshit to, we that we have to wait seeing. for the, the negative portrayals of people, and then, and then we get the, the corrections. I look for the corrections. <laughs> Actually, I eat oranges. I don't just shove ones off trees in my mouth. I like the store ones. <laughs> Unripe oranges. <laughs> Yeah. Also, happily ever after is uh, is kind of kind of staged. A lot of it's staged. So, can I make this observation? I'm going to make an observation. Um, it really drives me nuts that like six seventy five percent of the plots for happily ever after are about people needing to get a job. It's like, <laughs> dude, that is your job. You're on the show. That's how you're making money. I don't believe that you're unemployed because you get paid per episode. This is you right. making a living. And I cannot suspend disbelief. 
when you when you say, oh, Sinjin, just, you know, we just moved into this apartment. But Sinjin and Tanya, they really got to got to find. I just I just can't be a bartender because of my leg. And Sinjin's he's a drunk. What are we going to do? It's like, how are we going to pay for this ten thousand dollar divorce? Where will we get ten thousand dollars from? Oh no! <laughs> Fall from the sky! Oh no! <laughs> and I have to say this too. So with the Pole and Creeny scene, right? Like in the grocery store. Now, normally with Pole and Creeny, one of the things I love about them is that you don't need to stage things with them because they are just that batshit crazy that you can just film them doing their normal day, and that's just them. Like you don't need to stage their shit, right? But that said, I do feel like this grocery store scene was staged with the baby wipes and the pers- the the feminine hygiene products where he was like shoving them in her face like that doesn't ring true to Paul and Karini's that was dynamic. really weird. Right. Especially yeah. Since he had like I know people think Paul's a doofus, but. His insanity, I think, also has a bit of intelligence, and I don't think he would have grabbed, like, oversized diapers to think right. that they were, you know, tampons, and then describing to us yeah. how tampons work, because we didn't fucking know. Like, 90% of the, the people who watch the show are women. We know how tampons right. work. <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> the same um, way that, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I feel and that's and that's why I feel like that scene was was staged um, because it just it, it doesn't ring true to Paul and Karini's dynamic. Their normal dynamic feels staged. A lot of their plot feels staged, like the whole water thing. But yeah, that was totally <laughs> staged. Paul, I want water. I'm like, there is water on the nightstand. And this there's a bottle of water right there. <laughs> this whole explanation on how she doesn't drink tap water. And he's like, yeah, we have nutrients in ours. And I'm like. It was That's a, really scary to tell someone. We have chemicals in our water to make your teeth strong. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it'll, it'll corrupt it and purify all our precious bodily fluids. <laughs> it cleanses. Yeah. Drink it. It cleanses. This, yeah. this storyline they're doing with them of Paul trying to convince Karini that America's great, like, and she doesn't want to be in America and she wants to go back to Brazil. Like, I don't know if I buy it 100%. I have to see more how it plays out, but in the past with them, you haven't needed to produce and stage them. But there, this storyline feels very staged. Maybe I don't maybe know. Maybe the real Paul feels stuff. comfortable. Maybe it's because he's comfortable at home. Like most of the funny stuff was him not wanting to get in the water and having his penis sheath and the poop water and things like mm-hmm. that. But now that he's True. home. The biggest thing is, like, he has a car that's falling apart. They want to buy a trailer that's falling apart. The only thing that's put together is the fucking grocery store. Like- yeah. But I also, I also think it's a 90-day tradition to have uh, someone from a poor country go to a grocery store. Like, I feel like we've seen that in multiple seasons. It's kind of a recurring recurring theme. That's the pl- first place they hit up is, look at our market. I'm like, at least take her to a Whole Foods. A Take her somewhere market. nice, not a not a you know meth out Kroger. It was Walmart. It was and Kroger. Not that it's terrible to go there, but I'm like, if you're trying to impress someone and say, "Look how amazing our supermarkets are," like, take yeah. her to look at our fresh produce. Know, look at all the different kinds. Market, you know, show her <laughs> you can get every tropical fruit out of season because magic. So I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, the the jury's still out for me on that, but. Uh, I feel like a lot of their stuff is staged and given what we know about Paul and Carini and their past seasons, like this feels a little different to me and going to have to see how it plays out. So um, jury's still out for me a lot on what their storyline is, how, how fraudulent it is. Michael, what the is that? What? The fraud so far. What is that? <laughs> So this is the segment where we are bringing everybody up to speed on the couples that are shown on the episodes. So we last week we did Jenny and Summit and Colt and Larissa. Colt and Larissa, right. So this week we're going to give you some Angela and Michael, get you caught up on how they got where they're at now, the fraud that has happened so far, and everything to sort of bring everybody up to the same page. Ah, uh, Angela. You know, we didn't know we needed her until we didn't have her. Um, 
So yeah. we <laughs> we consider we consider these two ninety day royalty. They have been on since season two of Before the Ninety Days. Um, Angela, who is from Hazelhurst, and Michael, who's from Lagos, Nigeria. Um, you say th- technically he is the he is the show's second Nigerian. I think I missed the season where he, there was the first. Was season that four. show? It was season, it was season, season four, four of the, of the regular. With, Lo- with Lowo, yeah. Yeah, I totally missed that season. That's probably okay. And Nakia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, they'll, they'll be the first Nigerian couple in my heart. Um, <laughs> so the ongoing tension is whether Angela can trust Michael. We see that with the multiple times as she kicks him out, throws him out, drives off without him, locks him out of the hotel. Hangs up the phone, throws the phone. I mean, what else? Um, cake, oh, smashes the cake in his face. In his face. <laughs> Don't you try cannot... to swindle her because she likes cake. Well, and hey, I just in the like... past, he learned. I... He's learning, and it didn't work this time. And I would like the public to know you can swindle me because I like cake. I, it works on me. <laughs> I hate cake. People are like, what? I, I only like cake. I only so like... Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. <laughs> what do I swindle you with then? I, I got Katrina figured out. What do you swindle me with? Um, hmm. White Claw. No, like <laughs> coffee. I like coffee. I just cake. It has to be like, like tres leche. Tres leche? I can't even say it, but that's the cake I like. A wet cake with the milk. Mm. Like if I, if I, if I could have a All wedding cake. cake of that it, and it wouldn't collapse on itself because it's so freaking wet, I would do that. Anyways, uh, Angela can be swindled with cake, but not recently since she put the cake on his face. Um, the one thing with Michael is he is like totally a, a yes man. He agrees to everything. He just kind of goes with everything that Angela has him do, which is kind of weird to some people. But we don't it's hard because he loves Angela, but you can't really get inside of his head. Right. Like you never know what he's thinking. He just kind of goes like, OK. I'm sorry. D- does he really love Angela or is he there for the green card? We know that he will. Mm, I'm not going to go there because flashes of underwear come into my head. But, you know, she brings over uh, American underwear. Was it Trump underwear last time? Mm-hmm. And body chocolate. And he just like, <laughs> do whatever to me, Angela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just, you know, the only thing that like, I won't say the only thing he's done wrong, but the only time he's like acted out when he got a blowjob for his birthday, <laughs> right? And not he from did, Angela. He did the BJ for real. <laughs> That's the only like thing that I, I remember that he's actually done besides Angela just getting upset at him. Also, um, his ringtones. Don't forget, he had a ringtone on his phone. A different ringtone. Uh-huh. I was like, wait a minute. Wait he was a on a ship she with knows, a girl. She knows the <laughs> ringtones that he has. Like, does she have the listing in hers? Like, okay, I know this person's that. I want to know who it is that's calling you. So each person has a specific ringtone that she's memorized. Gotta watch uh, out for them females with their ringtones. Them females. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think towards the end of the last season that Angela was on, not 90 Day. Was she on 90 Day? She was on season seven. Oh, I get so confused because she was back and forth on them. But at the end of Before the 90 Day, the last season, season three, I think people were a little upset with her because of all the issues that happened during the tell-all. Oh, and that's got, when we thought she got we'd seen. Yeah, that's when we thought we'd and seen worse. She's getting yeah. shovy, yelling and stuff. But ap- after baby girl Lisa, bring Angela back. Just like <laughs> cuff her to the chair this time. But when we come back, I think we're good. I think she um, also made the cardinal sin on the season three tell-all from before of, of being nice to Jesse and, like, standing yes, up for him. Yes. And, and she, like, took him in under her wing and they just, like, you know. That's they brought really... Jesse back, which is completely inexplicable. But, hey, I wasn't on the season at all, but let's bring Jesse in to talk. Well, he was like... there because they were doing, they were recording his segment for what now? And they wanted to troll Darcy. Right, <laughs> right, because, and this is this is diverting away, but he did a, a YouTube video where he was explaining that he kind of got the switcheroo done on him, too. Of he course, expected, Jesse's going to make it make, make himself the victim. Well, he had a trauma. Come on. He didn't he had a know. Trauma. <laughs> he was there to record more traumas, and he ended up getting in the tell-all. I don't think he knew he was going to be there, but yeah. Um, so the one thing that, 
I was going to say, you, but anyway, taking it back, after enduring Baby Girl Lisa, we all are like, oh, Angela, welcome back. Thank you. I know you, everyone's you. happy then to see Angela. It's like, it's like their memories wiped of the last terrible thing that she did. And they're just like, we're okay with Angela. We're okay. Just stop hitting Michael, damn it. Stop hitting Michael. Not going to go for it. <laughs> um, the one thing that is with uh, Angela and Michael, though, a little bit of a side note that we know is that Michael can't actually get into the U.S. Or the big question is, can he, right? So his K-1 was refused in season 7 and 90 Day Fiancé. And then there's also the Nigerian travel ban, which makes things even more difficult. Um, the show is, you know, kind of giving us the feeling that she's going against what she should do or making a mistake by marrying him in Nigeria. But according to agency, that is probably her best bet. Best thing she could do. <laughs> Well, because it gives a, a, another layer of credibility to their relationship. And so even though there is the tr Nigerian travel ban, at least that might be the marriage might be able to help overcome the ineligibility he received when they said, oh, your relationship's fake. So right. getting married might actually overcome that. And then eventually when hopefully, if you know, whatever happens with the travel ban, if that gets lifted, then... You know, because he's got the two layers, right? Of right. So to be, to be precise, here. to be precise about it, he actually didn't receive an ineligibility, having his K one refused. They just sent the petition back with a rec with a recommendation that it be revoked. He's not. He, he, there's going to be a record in the system that he interviewed and had that case. But going to the seat to the next level is definitely the right thing. But he has to get through the is the relationship bona fide layer before he can get to the overcome the travel ban layer right he's he's overcome the angela layer like at this point that's some endurance like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been through a lot listen it's you know life, life's a marathon not a sprint oh my god um so other fun things with angela that we get to see this time so this is the spoilers part for some right they do get married so the whole scene where she's at the airport freaking out, we actually had pictures of her at the airport that we posted, I think, in like February. I think this oh. is all this when this went down, January or February, when she was spotted in the airport. Mm -hmm. And then her wedding photos came out. Um, we didn't really know Angela had friends, but we now know that the person that's, I, what is the word, witnessed the wedding was her best friend. Jojo. One of her best who, friend, Jojo. <laughs> who we only just met in the fourth season. That we Angela just met. It threw everybody for a loop. They're like, what's a Jojo? I'm like, it's a person. And apparently it's Angela's <laughs> friend. I'm sorry. I didn't know either. It threw me as well. Um, what else with Angela and Michael? Oh, their story is where agency's arch nemesis is <laughs> Lou, Lou Tippett. Tippett. Lou, Lou Tippett, Tippett was introduced uh, and he also did an episode about this. So if you go over to his YouTube channel, you can see him uh, respond. Lou to Tippett his... is Angela's lawyer who gives apparently really bad advice. And Agency has something to say about that. He has some <laughs> words. He has some words for Mr. Lou Tippett. I recorded some words. You can go listen to them. <laughs> but... Oh, Lou, Lou. And so that's pretty much it with Angela and Michael. I don't think there is a lot of fraud with them. You know, Angela is just really dramatic. She's loud. She's out there. And I think that's what makes their segments. Yeah. As far like, as fraud. There's mm. not a lot of TLC pr production stuff with them because there doesn't need to be. Unless she's keeping it really under wraps. Like, I think, yeah, I think her and Darcy both, like, keep their shit under a lid. They don't post about anything. Like, Angela didn't have a Instagram until, like, last year, I think. So, like, after she had to take down the fake Angela Instagram. But, yeah, that's another story. That's all we have for them. So the next couple we should look at to bring you up to speed on are Devin and Jihoon. Um, evidently, Jihoon is the beloved cast member of the president of TLC. I have on good authority. Um, I don't, I don't blame him. He has good taste in men. Oh my God. <laughs> so they're actually a relatively new addition to the 90 day, uh, Pantheon. They were only first appeared in the first, in the last season of the other way. Now they're on their second season. Devin is from Salt Lake city. 
Um, though, tech, though technically she lives north of Salt Lake City in Davis County, Utah. Um, and Jihoon is from Seoul, South Korea. Now, according to their story that we were presented last season, they met on a app of some kind, uh, which then led to Jihoon coming to America and he and Devin making some questionable decisions that ended up with Devin getting pregnant with his uh, child. Um, Devin lives with her parents and has a daughter from a prior marriage whose name sounds like a Disney villain. The daughter's name is Drusilla. I mean, cute kid, but I, when I hear the name, I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, like, am I going to get like a, po- like, like a poison banana if I, if I go talk to her? You know, it's, uh, I've got some, got some, got some questions about that. Um, well, and then there was the whole scene last, last season where, um, Jihoon's parents were in, they were all there in Vegas together and Drusilla, they'd made breakfast and it was this whole, uh, making America breakfast, American breakfast for Jihoon's and his parents. And Drusilla is sitting there on the counter in her diaper with like chopsticks and her toes with like her, her, her diaper right next to the plate of eggs and her hands like in the eggs. And it was just like, there is okay. nothing, there's nothing more horrifying to your Korean in-laws than that. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. I mean, the God only thing, her. the only worst thing that Drusilla could have done would have been to praise the Japanese occupation of the Korean peninsula during the early half of the first half of the 20th century. You know, like how do we know <laughs> she didn't? <laughs> uh, maybe they cut that out because that that's because lit- literally everything but that was like the worst thing she could have possibly done. Um, so I mean, hopefully we'll get the outtake where she says, you know, South, you know, you, South Korea sure has a, sure owes a lot to the Japanese after their after their uh, you know fifty year occupation. Um, so, oh god, we're gonna get it from our uh, from our Korean fans, aren't we? Listen, I, it's just a joke. I love you guys. I love South Korea. Um. I kid because I care. So, um, the thrust of the of the season with 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 uh, Devin and Jihoon is that Jihoon is kind of a slacker. They want the the arc of the story is that they've got to get married, they've got to have a life together. But Jihoon just he just never steps steps up. Now I think this is a whole load of, of producer driven BS because fundamentally. The show is constantly blaming things that are normal parts of South of life in South Korea and in a lot of East Asia in general, as if they're unique flaws of Jihoon's character. For example, it's normal for him to live with his parents. He's unmarried. Um, getting an apartment, especially one big enough for a family, is very difficult. Um, you know, Jihoon even admitted it this week that he didn't go to a good university. That's why he doesn't have a job at a big prestigious company. Um, you know, a, a, a stable full-time job because he didn't go to a prestigious school. I don't even think he finished. So he's, he's, he's kind of relegated to the lower tiers of the, of the economy there. Um, a lot of people like him are in the same lot. Um, you know, he, he did get slapped with a fine for some things that he did with his prior business. That's, uh, there's a bit more to that than I think we can get into today. Um, right. Well, the story given on the show is that he was what reselling used or stolen cell phones and he got in trouble with that and had to pay this huge fine. And that's why he was in debt. But you think there might be something different that happened. I have. A I don't theory. know if you're ready to go into that. <laughs> I need to get I need to do some research before I share my theory. But I think that the real thing he got in trouble for is a bit more complicated um, but if you understood what it was, you'd understand why TLC went with stolen phones. Because, yeah. <laughs> because the thing I think he got in trouble for is is way more complex. Um, but you know, look look for look for some content I produce in the future on on that particular issue. I still need to, to uh, acquire more evidence. Um, so my my whole beef with TLC on 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 their story and I, what I think is kind of fraudy is that. They make Jihoon seem like like uniquely delinquent as a human being, and he's not. He's a, you know, he's he's actually pretty normal. There are a lot of people like him in places like South Korea, Japan, 
uh, and such. Um, and also what annoys me is that they don't apply the same standards that they apply to him to Devin, right? Devin lives with her parents. Um, Devin's done some, you know, kind of menial work. Why is she get a pass and, and Jihoon gets dumped on? I don't think that's that's especially fair. Uh, but at right. least they're she's like cute. she's like twenty three, and has you know she's got her two kids, and she lives at home. Like why isn't she held to the standard? He you know yeah Jihoon's what thirty and lives with his parents. But it, like you said in Korea that's normal, and not that there's necessarily anything wrong with you know Devin and having two kids. 23 living with her parents like i don't have any beef with that but Why wouldn't like you, you said apply cheap apply yeah exactly apply the same standards yeah you know but you know they they they've this is a this is a a, a producer trick an editing trick jihoon is the villain of their story um and devon is the hero that's the way they mm-hmm. they've framed it for us um maybe they're setting it up for a big like comeback from jihoon and he's gonna end up being the hero you know? According to social media, I don't think that's happened yet. <laughs> I wish I, I would love that arc. I'd love a redemption arc for him. But, I don't, you know, Devin's in Utah and Jihoon doesn't post a lot. So right. And evidently, and I heard I think I heard somewhere on the Internet that like she purged a lot of stuff with him in it recently. So might not we might we might be getting mm. a a unredemption. Curiouser and curiouser. Mm-hmm. And now let's enter Katrina's court. So this week, for me, there was a debate about what case I was going to tackle here. And it was between the way Yazin and his parents treated Brittany, who let me just be first to say I'm not the biggest fan of Brittany because of the way she apparently seems to give zero fucks about the culture in Jordan. And she's all about this, oh, you disrespect me, you disrespect me. And, but she's kind of disrespecting their culture. Like, it, you can't, there's things you can't really do. And if you don't like that, you shouldn't have gone there. But that, anyway. So, I'm, like I said, I'm not her biggest fan. But his parents were totally next level. And Yazan was not translating things properly. And... It was just like they were ganging up on her. So it was completely next level. And so I was debating between that scene and but I think what I got to go with here is is Jenny of Jenny and Smith giving the third degree to Smith's friend for the friend not telling her that he was married. Like, okay, so this he owes you nothing, right? Like the friend doesn't owe you nothing. Oh, you did it. The friend owes you nothing. Sumit is the one that owes you this stuff. He's Sumit's friend. He's going to keep Sumit's secret. It's up to Sumit to tell you that he's married, which I, you know, I believe that she knew. And so she was giving him more shit than she gives Sumit. And it, but, but this whole thing plays into the, like their acting bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. Like, if they're making her, if this is a producer driven, oh, you let's get mad at let's get mad at the friend rather than get mad at Sumit. Well, if you're not getting mad at Sumit for this whole thing in the way that you're getting mad at the friend, then that tells me that there's probably some level of fraud happening. This whole thing, it just seems like it's bullshit. Like, why are you going to give so much shit to the friend? Sumit lied to you when he catfished you and you took him back anyway. Then he lied to you about being married and you took him back anyway. But now you're saying if he doesn't get those divorce papers to you, now the relationship's going to be over after you already moved there for no, no. I mean, you're gonna, you're full of shit. You're, you're gonna stay with him no matter what. You've known this guy's married. You're just, you're, you're fine with it. You've indicated to him you're fine with it. You're staying with him throughout all of this. So I am sentencing you to a lifetime of no showers in India and having to wash your hair yourself. Case closed. Damn. There we go. <laughs> Their case is interesting, um, especially since it's another, like, I feel like we're finding out along with Jenny how the divorce process works in India. Slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, no, no research on Google, I guess, could have prepared her to understand the divorce process. And so, you know, to make sure you're not getting lied to, a little research to understand maybe could have 
helped her out or maybe not going until he produced actual divorce papers. I don't know. Which tells me it's all bullshit because if she doesn't care about any of that, she doesn't really, it shows me that she doesn't really care about any of that stuff. I bet I know she's going to be with him anyway. What does she care about? Well, I think she cares about his, um, his tandoori beefsteak and TLC money. (laughs) I think TLC money before. I I think she absolutely drying up her savings to go out there, you know, I I think she absolutely is in love with him and he's in love with her. And I think that there's nothing that's going to change that. No, no failing to produce divorce papers. She's in it. She's in it for the long haul. She's in it for the till the end of time. Like none of this other stuff matters. So making it like the, it's this big deal to me is all bullshit because she's going to stay anyway. So right. is it, she's is on it, the eat, it, love, pay trip. But <laughs> is your is your contention, Katrina, that it's producer driven bullshit? It's something that TLC is putting in place to create drama. And je- the truth is, Jenny just doesn't give a shit. I think that it's Jenny and Sumit and producer all in cahoots together Hmm. creating the storyline. A conspiracy. Uh, Oftentimes what happens is a side note. It's the cast members that come to production with some of these crazy storylines. That's how they sell themselves we'll do this. We'll do this. We have this. We have this. We'll exaggerate this. We'll do this. Like they sell that story to production as a part of selling themselves. So what seems like producer driven bullshit may be producer driven, but the origin of that story may have come from the cast members themselves. And I believe that in Sumit and Jenny's case, they were part of, the decision like oh hey let's do this let's do this and they all are doing it together which is a common tlc production situation i don't have hard and fast evidence to support that but based on experience and other things like that's that's my belief on them all right so our social media roundup today All right, so we're going to start out with Devin, who is the queen of the call center. Um, I guess people were asking if she worked, and she responded that she did at a call <gasps> center. Oh my god! I mean, I'm scintillating. Glad. <laughs> um, her post that she put in her stories was saying how she worked uh, mandatory overtime while she was pregnant and worked to support herself and. I, I don't know where the cry was for people asking her where she worked, but she answered us. <laughs> she doesn't yeah, say it out. Asked her. She doesn't say it out loud that she worked for Overstock because she Overstock. said she worked for an online company that sells furniture. Well, there's only one online company that sells furniture that's based in Salt Lake City and has a call center in the Salt Lake area, um, and it's called Overstock.com. Not Wayfair. <laughs> Not to be confused with Wayfair, right? Yeah, right. no, I think I think it's it's overstock. Um, <laughs> so she worked at their at her call center. At, at the, sorry, at not, it's not her call center; it's their call center. Um, but you know, so I got I got a, I got a couple I got a couple things I got to say about this. <laughs> and again, I was I was leaving it open because I knew Agency had comments. I knew he had thoughts. So <laughs> listen. I, we got to stand up for our boy Jihoon, all right? The dude's trying. He needs his naps. It's cool. Delivering food is tough, all right? Give the guy a break. Devin saying that she took care of her kid and worked 17-hour shifts? Uh-uh. You, you did one or the other. If you were working a 17-hour <laughs> shift, you weren't taking care of your kid. Your mom was taking care of your kid. You know, which she, is fine. There's nothing wrong with fine. that. Which is fine. It's totally fine. But she's trying to like pull this whole like she's trying to like dick slap him in the face with this whole like, well, I worked a 17 hour shift and took care of a kid and stood on one toe and, and juggled, gla- you know, juggled plates on my nose. It's like, no, you didn't. Just be honest about it, man. It's cool. Like, or maybe you gotta her have emphasis, some, you gotta have some maybe chill. Her em- 
maybe her emphasis was that she worked the long shift and then came home and had to, you know, still work because she was a mom, which is how it goes when you're a single right, parent. Right, when you're a working but, mom, yeah. Yeah. Been there, done that, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. Um, it just It just seems to me that she was, you know trying to kind of think, shame him and put him in his place and it's like that's kind of unfair the guy's well i think the people were like a thirty thousand dollar debt like he actually is working like yeah well you know she, she's not working in in south korea right but she i think was is like hey but i i did work before i'm not working at the moment but i did work and i i earned money and i worked my ass off and you know, so if you're trying to say, like, I should also be working and I don't know what it's like, then fuck you, because this is what I did. I worked hard and but I earned Jihoon, money. Jihoon and is, is not Asuelu, right? Jihoon's not Asuelu. <laughs> well, there's also that but you should he? be working harder because you don't have a kid out there, right? So he can get up and essentially take care of himself. Maybe she's asking she's taking where care that, of the kids. Yeah, where's that drive to go out and, you know, work as hard as she is at least? I don't know. There's no sex at the end. I don't think I don't know what else motivates Jihoon. <laughs> like he was motivated. He, he was, he was, he was motivated, motivated to get to, get, to Las Vegas, right? <laughs> or to get to Utah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, you know, like God. when there was when there was some uh, when there was some sweet reward at the end, he was motivated. But, you know, <laughs> he, it's, it's not it's not like he's the pizza delivery guy in porno movies. You know, he ain't living that kind of life. That would be an interesting yeah, we're gonna go Ji- to the next one now. <laughs> Jihoon, we've got we got plans for you, son. Oh no no no! Uh, so next up on our list is Larissa. Larissa posted on her Instagram that her and Eric are officially dating because the whole world needed to know or wanted to know. Um, and she also posted that her attorney advised her to break up with Eric in the first place because he didn't want Larissa getting in trouble when she was already on thin ice, and we mean with the. Uh, charges she was facing for and she was on probation yeah domestic mm-hmm. violence against Colt or whatever so I mean, I mean what was the fear here that the attorney the attorney thought she might beat get up into another altercation. I mean, get into another altercation <laughs> that's some next level savage he's like Larissa you're a crazy bitch I can't trust you around other men cause you're gonna you're gonna do some shit again and then there's not much I can do for you so why don't you right. just like why don't you just like live the nun life for at least <laughs> until you're off probation six months because i think she All had right? to take anger management classes too right so she had an yeah. anger anger issue and he i'm gonna give you laura's number her, right laura's gonna tell you where to find a purple friend <laughs> and you're gonna that that should keep you engaged at least until this probation thing blows over all right and you can beat on him all you want that's right <laughs> <laughs> pur- pur- um, purple friend won't call the cops on you Anyways, um, yeah, next uh, on our list, we have Natalie from Natalie and Mike, Mike of Aliens, posted a pic (laughs) of her and Mike. Um, There's really nothing more than that. We're assuming that they're still together, and we know that they were filming earlier this year, so maybe we'll see them on the next episode of 90 Fiance? Maybe? Who gives a shit about them? I want to see more of Uncle Bojangles. Well, you can't see him without Mike, so... You don't get aliens unless you have Mike. You don't get Bojangles unless you have Mike. And Natalie so happens to be there, too. So <laughs> You just got to have to deal with it. I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> you know, the social media roundup is supposed to be Hanakawa just going boom, 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 boom. Right. I know, not, like, but we need discussion. to conversate on this one. This was way more fun. <laughs> we had a good old time. Well, especially if like you throw things that I'm like... Personally, I don't care about. Like, I don't care about <laughs> Devin. I don't care about Larissa. To a certain you don't extent, care about Mike. You don't care I don't about care about Mike, Mike aliens. But you know, the, the thing is, is that these this new season of ninety day cast members for the other way and happily ever after, they're not doing anything. Right. So there's not much social media. And now. It's time for Ask the Visa Officer. All right, guys. So I very much appreciate all the nice questions I got uh, from you guys. I'm only going to be able to get to two of them uh, this week. But don't worry. There's always next time for you to get your question featured or to ask a different question. 
we'll keep keep them coming. The more the more the merrier. So thank you for everybody who participated uh, in sending some some questions in. Uh, before we get to them, I want to share a little bit of uh, my thoughts on something we saw with Larissa this week. You know, the whole tension and buildup for her segment on Happily Ever After was her going to the immigration office. And is she going to get arrested and deported? Well, she just went for a biometrics for a biometrics appointment. She probably knew that going in. Typically, when they like, you know, if you're going in for biometrics, you do your you do your 10 print right? Left hand, right hand, get a picture taken, you're gone. It was, a, it was as routine an appointment as it possibly could be. And they're building it up as this, this sort of dramatic cliffhanger. The government's going to get her. It doesn't work like that. It was, it was, as mu- it was about as big of a letdown as you possibly could get. She knew she was going in to get biometrics done as part of her case processing. Everyone goes through it. It's no big deal. And that that's 100% Either it's Larissa driven or producer driven, but it's a bunch of bunch of crap. Um, and I feel very taken advantage of emotionally by the producers for that. So so finger wave at you guys. All right, let's get to some questions. Okay, this first question comes to us from Instagram by uh, our friend Bry Nori with an with a underscore between those two words and. Uh, she asks, how easy will it be for Sumit to come to the U.S. once his divorce is finalized uh, with his first wife? Now, we're going to assume for this that she, that he and Jenny get married. And once that's done, it should be relatively s- straightforward, provided he has no uh, other type of ineligibility, such as a criminal background record, criminal background or communicable disease or any of the other or membership in a totalitarian party, uh, he should be good to go. He's got plenty of evidence that he and Jenny have had a uh, spent a sizable amount of time together, and it should be relatively straightforward. But if he's not divorced, it can't happen, obviously. So uh, the that's the answer to that particular issue. And the next question comes to us from our friend Normal Janos. And she asks, can Colt sponsor another K-1 visa so soon after the Larissa debacle? Well, I don't think he's actually filed a petition for Jess or anyone else, but he is entitled to two K-1 petitions in his lifetime. But once he files a second one, he can no longer file a K-1 petition ever again. That was uh, instantiated into the law under IMBRA and... As far as I know, that's only it's only a K-1 limitation. So that's a good question. He has one more, one more arrow in his quiver. So one so, more K-1, but can he do like uh, CR1s? Yes, he can do if any were, number of, of I-130s. So if he does like he does a second K-1 and he uses up his lifetime supply, but then say he can go and get married and do CR ones and come in that way and bring or bring people in that way. Should he decide? Yes. Now the government will watch to see if he's becoming a serial petitioner and he could eventually uh, receive higher levels of scrutiny. Uh, if it looks like he's bringing in women every two years. Um, oh, okay. I mean, maybe Colt's just that kind of stud, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> Just that unlucky. Thanks to everybody who sent in their questions. I will post over the weekend for submissions for new questions. So be sure to look out for those on Instagram. And if you didn't get your question answered today, don't worry. You may get your answer, your question answered in the future. You just have to hope and pray. And eventually your answer will come, will come to you. Um, (laughs) Now, if you have any questions on your personal visa situation, you can go to my website, which is www.askthevisaofficer.com, where you'll be able to select a service that will be that will provide you a pathway to enlightenment and low levels of stress in your life. So I invite <laughs> you all to go check that out uh, as soon as you're done listening to this wonderful show. And that will be linked in the show notes. Uh, I am Frauded by TLC. You can find me 
at Frauded by TLC on Instagram. If you want to follow any of my non 90 day stuff, you can follow me at just frauded. And that's all my non 90 day stuff. I might be talking wedding stuff over there since apparently I'm planning a wedding now. And, um, yeah, we do all that, you know, all that kind of stuff over there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our most recent Patreon patrons. Uh, since our last shout out, we have had Jessica, Molly, Rebecca, Trian, Nicole, Jacob, Marion, Tamara, Sarah, Ashley, Megan, Emily, Amanda, Callie, Anna, SCB, Krista, Randy, and Monica. Thank you all for your uh, your contributions to the cause, and I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing over there on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the fraudcast. We've got all kinds of stuff happening over there. Uh, our reboot for season two for the regular fraudcast also applied to a lot of stuff happening over on the Patreon. So uh, we're, we're doing... Um, sort of different different kinds of things over there we have um know your visa scams is our most recent episode and we've got another one coming out this friday those episodes come out every friday for three dollars you can get access to all four episodes a month three dollars a month and then you when you join you get access to all the past episodes as well if you join at the five dollar level you get stickers um, in addition, and I do apologize for being late sending out some of those stickers. So um, have patience, please hang tight. I will get those out to you. Maybe I'll send extras um, to make up for them being late. I do apologize for that. Uh, also on my face, uh, also on my Instagram, I am approaching one hundred thousand followers on Frauded by TLC, and so I'm having a giveaway to thank you guys for being such awesome followers and uh, giving away there a six month subscription to the Patreon, the opportunity to come be a guest host on a Patreon episode, uh, also giving away um, a prize pack from. Instagram user, there is no store who does all kinds of fun little keychains and stickers and all kinds of stuff, 90 day branded stuff. Uh, Rad Potato Shop is giving away, is adding to that, giving a koozie and a keychain is added to that as well. And let's see what else we have. Um, 90 day bingo cards from Really Real Designs is contributing those cards, which are a lot of fun for the show. And a booby mold kit from Calamity Tash. If you guys remember the Erica and Stephanie boob molds from the episode, uh, the girl Tash, Tosh that Tosh that owns that place, she is contributing a at-home booby mold. Oh, and wait, wait. It's, we also—it's not, it's not hers or like Erica's or Stephanie's. It's not no, it's pre-made a, mold. It's a kit. No, so I got—I got to do my own. Yeah. Do we yeah. have any uh, down-under kits for the men if they enter and win? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to ask Tash. I'm sh- I'm sure that there's there's a, a substitute we could work. Maybe that'll be the two hundred thousand sub. <laughs> and additionally, one more prize is a five pack of these um, awesome uh, cloth print uh, face masks for those uh, for mask wearing situations. And so all of those things you can get. You the instructions are all on the giveaway uh, post on my Instagram. And you just go follow a couple accounts, make a comment on that that uh, picture, and you're entered. And as soon as I hit 100,000, then I will draw a winner. So that's what's happening on Frauded by TLC. Awesome. So you can also find me on uh, Instagram at 90 Day Fiance Today. Also, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, you can find me at High Functioning Millennial. Also, will be linked in the show notes. And in addition to my website, you can fall. You can find me on YouTube at the Agency Show. You can also find me on Instagram, reluctantly at the Real Agency. So, drop me a line on either either of those. YouTube first, then Instagram. <laughs> Not that I have a preference. His response time is quicker on YouTube for some reason. It probably right. is. 
<laughs> he's still very resistant to Instagram, but he's coming along slowly. So that's it. That's our show for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are the broadcast, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.